Hi, folks. Welcome to the Peak City Podcast, Apex's community service broadcast since 2016. This is Shane Reese, and thanks for tuning in to this mini-series on elections for town council and mayor. Election day is November 5th, and early voting begins October 16th. I'm joined today by mayoral candidate Jacques Gilbert. Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. Thank you, Shane. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, this is actually your second time on the podcast. One of the few people to uh, to be on the podcast multiple times. You were on to introduce listeners to uh, Blue Lights College that we'll talk about in a minute. Your name is the only one printed under the mayor category on the ballot. So technically, there are potential write-in candidates, but that seems improbable at this point. So you're likely mayor-elect come November 5th. We want to thank your predecessor, Mayor Lance Olive, for his service to the town. Jacques, you're- If I can- Absolutely. I just want to- um, say the same thing. Um, Mayor Lance Olive has done an amazing job for the town. I have much respect for him. Yeah. And I look forward to even spending more time with him as I move forward into the position of mayor. That's fantastic. Jock, you're a retired Apex police captain. You founded and served as president of Blue Lights College, the police oh. prep training school that readies students for careers in law enforcement. And feel free later yeah. on if you want to add some details to that, if I've described it correctly. So again, let me just step back. You spent 20 years on the force. 29. You've- 29, 29 years, years. Yes, on the sir. force. Give me an extra nine. You know, that reminds me, that <laughs> reminds me, uh, well, not only should I not shortcut a third of your career, but it reminds me of when my wife was pregnant with our first child. Um, and we talk about nine months and she always says nine months and eight days. <laughs> you gotta she be makes sure that, that man, yes. I tell you. So you spent 29 years um, serving this town. Uh, you've got a wonderful family with two awesome grown kids. You could have just ridden off into the sunset, but you didn't. Why are you running for mayor? Wow, that's a good question. And um, I do want to add that I've always been passionate about this town. I love Apex, uh, which is why I chose to stay here after high school. I want to continue to live here because I just saw an opportunity, not only for myself, but to actually um, grow a family here as well. And uh, I just want to be a part of something great. And I saw that potential in Apex years ago. So um, remaining here was my passion. But beyond Apex Police Department, I have a passion to serve people. And I just wasn't finished yet. So retiring from the Apex Police Department was an assignment. It was over. And uh, I was just looking for an opportunity to continue to serve our citizens. And the assignment of mayor uh, was available. And um, I look forward to the opportunity. If and when, heavy on the when, you first walk into the mayor's office later this year, I believe that'd be December 3rd. What are the first things on your agenda as you start your new job? And what ideas are you considering or maybe potentially even on your radar for later on in your term, something that may take a while to implement? Sure. I would say, you know, for any organization, and I say organization as this town, uh, the citizens and business owners and stakeholders, uh, before we can move forward together, we have to be together. So what I want to create is that energy and environment that we are together. We stand together, even though we may have different opinions, we still are walking together. We're united. So with that, that starts at the mayor and council level. So it's important for us to identify what our strategic goals are, strategic plan, come up with a a solid one that is clear that our citizens understand it and and they believe in it. And so that's what I would like to do first, work with staff to get that done. Um, Also, look, where are we today? And then where do we want to be tomorrow? Um, I think, you know, short term goals and then long term goals are very important because Someone has to communicate that vision. And once we all can see it, we get energy and we move that direction. So for me, it's about creating that energy uh, first and foremost. And then once we get that, we can move forward. So beyond that, you know, working with our staff to identify what's important today, 
and then also look at what's good for tomorrow and just continue to move us forward. Jump around questions just because you triggered this one. Uh, you and I've talked before about the time and effort that it goes into building bridges. And I'm not talking about the Peakway Bridge. I'm talking about bridges, metaphorical bridges, relationship bridges, cultural bridges between established apex and emerging apex. You grew up here and have long established relationships with folks who were here long before the population boom of the 1990s that continues today. For a moment, though, I want you to imagine you're talking right now to someone new to town because statistically more than half of the town has lived here for five years or fewer. What would you tell them? Is your vision for Apex, and is there something specific you'd want them to take away from that conversation, whether it's about something as specific, you know, policy-based as the land use plan or about our personality here in Apex? Well, I would say, you know, first of all, you're in the best place to live in America, and I think that's why you moved here. But also understand that you have a trusted individual standing before you, and uh, I chose to stay here because I believe in this town. And I believe what you will see once you move in and you continue to shop here and, and visit parks and work here, uh, you're going to love this town also. But everything starts with a relationship. There's the town of Apex logo. You know, there's the name of Apex. But behind that, there are people. And stepping into the role of mayor, people have to trust that individual and then believe in that person. So with that, we can go over a multitude of things, you know, that we want to accomplish. But first, if that trust is not there, people are not going to believe in it. And so that would be the first thing that they can trust me. And I want you to be a part of what we're doing here. You know, I believe in public engagement and I've done that for years, starting with a relationship. So me getting out of the office and going to different parts of our town and visiting people and making them feel like they're part of the process. So get involved. That's what I w would share with them. As a former police captain for 29 years, 29 uh, years. what are some potential parallels between how you serve the police department and your training and your expertise and how you see yourself handling the office of mayor and what are maybe some potential contrasts? Are there any overlaps there or are there a lot of overlaps? I think there's a lot of overlaps and, you know, 29 years as a police officer in Apex is 29 years as a town employee. So I understand our, our town employees and some of the things that they see from their lens. So that's very important because we want them to share their ideas and have confidence in our town employees that they can get the job done, but also leadership. So it's important to understand that every person feels like they're valued and they're part of the organization. With that, not just the town employees, but the citizens also, they got to feel like they're a part of it. So I think as a police officer, you have to be that person um, to meet people where they are and again, help them understand this is the direction we're going in and help them uh, when there's times that they need someone. Okay. Compassion is something I'm very passionate about. So people are looking for answers. People are looking for direction. And police officers often face that situation to where they have to step in and sometimes mediate situations. So I think bringing that over, being a strong communicator, I think that's the parallel. Uh, as far as contrast, so I would say this, if I can use this analogy. Yeah. So, you know, now I'm retired. You know, I was on the team. So Apex being the team. Now, you know, I retired and now I'm coming back as maybe the coach, right? Right. But um, as a coach, I have to see it from a whole different viewpoint, right? Right. right. And, uh, and I have to trust in everyone that's part of the team that they're going to get the job done. But also we have to look at different ways of doing things. If this play is not working, if this, you know, strategy is not working, we have to make some adjustments, right? Right. Um, with that is, you know, with a game plan, it shifts, it changes all the time. So sometimes things that work today 
may not be our answer for tomorrow. So we have to look at different solutions. So uh, I think that's the contrast and parallels with um, the police captain role and mayor assignment. Let me ask you a follow up on that. What is your view on the office of mayor in Apex and then its role on the council? Okay. So the mayor obviously facilitates the meetings, first and third Tuesdays of the month, and then, of course, assign members of the community to committees. But primarily, I think that person has to be someone who can help people work together. And that person really has to step in when things are not going right and say, okay, remember what our focus is. Let's go back to our strategic planning goals. Let's make sure that we keep the people first and understand that this elected position is for the people. We serve the people. If you look at the organizational chart for the town of Apex, at the very top is citizens. So we have to keep that at the forefront as we move forward. So I think that's what a mayor does. He has to be strong or he or she has to be strong in getting that message to everyone. Leif and Alexis asked the town council candidates this question. I'd like to get your take as well, because I think it's actually um, highlights something that is often missed in conversations, especially those people we just talked about as they move to town and discover the processes of paving roads and building schools and how that may be different from where they came. So I'm going to ask you this question. You know, We're clearly facing transportation and school infrastructure challenges, as we have for years. But we also know that the town can't just widen a highway or build a school without permission and cooperation from the county and state. As mayor, what's your vision for how we can best address these challenges? And it may be communications challenges or maybe deeper than that, considering the county and state have lots of competing priorities. Right. And you said it just the best. It is competing priorities. So we share this challenge with other towns that surround us. So I think it's important to even work with those town leaders and saying, okay, let's, let's approach this from a regional standpoint. Like, How do we get their attention and help them understand that these are critical needs of the town? Uh, and I think it's something that will be ongoing. I mean, growing up here, I have seen some uh, improvement, but I know there's more improvement to be done. So we have to have an advocate. We have to have someone that can go up and lobby for us and be that face and say, this is very important for our town. Now, you're looking at a retired guy who has a lot of time on his hands. So I'm committed to do that. I want to be the one who establishes those relationships. Uh, I just did that recently with a local congressman and shared with that individual that transportation is a big need here in our town. And we can't complete a lot of other goals if our infrastructure is not sound. So uh, I want to make sure they understand that we're really serious about this, but it's about working together, continue to have our citizens and stakeholders to present their ideas. Uh, you know, Shane, I truly believe this, that we have citizens, business owners, and other people that love this town. They're passionate about it and they have solutions. And I think we just haven't received them yet. And it may be that one grand idea that takes us to another level. Regarding economic development, a few surrounding towns, uh, not all, but some have reeled in big projects or employers. I mean, for the casual observer, that can seem pretty easy. It is absolutely not. The devil's in the details. Right. What are Apex's challenges or opportunities in your view, even in the face of that challenge, in attracting larger employers to make this um, you know, an economic base so that citizens aren't necessarily having to, to commute into other towns? And if a business, big or small, is considering opening or moving to Apex, what's your elevator pitch? You've been here a long time. Right. Well, I'll say this. It's, it's concerning that we have 
a large volume of our citizens that leave this town every day to go work in another location. Um, I believe there's a different spirit of service when you work in a town you live in. So that's very important. So I, I know what it did for me as a town employee uh, to live here and work here. So understanding that that is a big challenge that we have. I know that. Um, I'm not sure what the exact solution is to that, but I do know this. Again, it starts with relationships and we can't look at just bringing in the large one, right? We have to start with if a business person who desires to be here in Apex, if they're interested in being here, I want to meet with them face to face and let them know we want you here. We want you to be a part of our community and really mean that. I really mean it. And if we can get those individuals to believe in what we're doing here, they're going to be our voice as well to draw other people here. I think also what's important is to, again, bridge, you know, building bridges. We have our chamber of commerce here and then we have our economic development here. So we got to bring them together as a team. They got to work together because perhaps they may be speaking to the same people, but in a different language. Siloed in some ways. Exactly. Yes. So let's bring them together and make sure that those people we're after hear the same message and they really feel like, wow, this community really wants us here. So. I think where we are positioned, we have a lot of opportunities to do that. And that is one of the things I really want to improve on when I become mayor. As you know, the only time this podcast has taken on an advocacy role was during the 2017 town council candidate interviews when we asked each candidate if they would vote to fund the development of a downtown plan. You've seen downtown change quite a bit in your years. What's your view on this plan, its implementation? And what do you hope to have had completed over the next four years? I have seen the plan and I'm excited about that plan. I'm glad we have some momentum and I believe it's going to be something that that really sparks great things here. I really do, because the downtown, it is the center of joy. It, it's a it's a gathering place. We want to continue to make it a gathering place. And I think the plans complement that. So I want to champion that any way I can. But, you know, the, the great thing I see about this, that people came together. You know, we valued the opinions of people and they had their input and look at the plan now. It's solid. So with that, let's continue to move that ball forward and let that be something that we can say this is a win for us. And then we can expand that out to other parts of the community as well. You know, I'm all about the downtown, but at the same time, we do have other parts of this town that needs attention as well. So let the downtown plan be a model, if you will something that we can uh, grow our town with. We talk all the time about how great our town is, but there's always room for improvement. We always, we teach our children that, right? If you had a magic wand, you just change one thing about Apex. What would it be to make this town as great as we know we can be? That's a good question. We will always want to be better because that's who we are. Um, you know, that makes us Apex. Right. We, we know we can be better because we have the people in this town who want to be better. They understand the importance of the quality of life, not only for today, but for our children and our children's children. Right. We want to make sure that our future is bright. So for me, it's about if I can wave a magic wand. First of all, let's walk in unity. We I'm not talking about being uniform because we all have different opinions. We're different. And that's the beauty of it. Um, I will often tell you, I don't need a lot of like minded people around me. I want people who think differently. All right. Because you're going to say something, you're going to present something that, wow, why didn't I think of that? That's a great idea. So for me, it's about everyone walking together, understanding that people first, 
right? People first, because that's what makes our community stronger. We as a town can hopefully help you wave that magic wand. He's Jock Gilbert, the candidate for mayor on this fall's voter ballot, likely mayor-elect on November 5th. Thanks so much for your time today, and best of luck to you as you assume your new role. Thank you, Shane. Early voting for town council begins on October 16th. We're so thankful to all the candidates who are willing to serve this great town. It's no small decision to run for local office, and we greatly appreciate it. Please be sure to check out all of the candidate interviews in this mini-series for town council. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you around town. 